Yo, you're listening to Take It Personal with Mayhem, Black, Vladimir, Loren. We in the building with Kevlar, Aaron, DJ360, and Phila Flavor. Let's go! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. He's not really a guest. I want to say he's like extended family at this point. He's been on the show now four times. I'm at uh, home, man. He, he's at home. This is this is Mayhem Loren, and he dropped one of the best albums of 2022, Black Vladimir. And I'm looking forward to talking to our boy about this album and all things Mr. Mayhem. Welcome, Mayhem. Peace, man. What's the word? Thank you for having me back again. Always, man. Day one. Day one. So, uh... Um, First song too. First song. Right. Episode episode song one, the lead song we ever played, Bad Man Things. That's fire. That, that yeah, just man. makes me feel good. <laughs> so, speaking of feeling good, uh, when you dropped this album, first of all, I think there was what like a, a four five year like difference from the last solo album that you dropped, right? I know you dropped a few EPs here and there, like with Mugs and, and Fraud, but like a full-length album. This it was it was just Nah, Glass Glass was a full-length album. You know, was as far it? As I thought it was an EP initially. Nah, uh, 2.0 was kind of. Okay. You know 2.0. what I mean? Like like this, like 2.0. Like like to be honest, it, it was just um the leftover songs from Glass, and then like a remix or two. We just not that they weren't like quality they just you know when you make an album you want it to be cohesive yeah so yeah. a lot of the songs on 2.0 didn't really mesh right with the songs on the the first volume so we just threw that out there in covid just you know thinking covid was only gonna last three weeks and this flu would disappear but that's not what happened so um we kind of just put it out i mean it was well received though people liked it no one really looked at it as extras but now that it's this much time has passed i could tell the world the secret those were just the extra joints you know yeah, well, because in, I think it was 2018 you dropped out with Fraud, and then you did the 2.0. So let's talk about you now teaming up with Derringer, because you have, like, this thing where you always work with these dope producers. You were, you know, Buckwild and Mugs and Fraud and, and Alchemist, but this one you teamed up with Derringer, and it feels like it's a match made in heaven, right? Yeah, 100%. When uh, when did you guys come up with the idea, like, let's do a full-length album together? Early, a long time ago. Like, honestly, some of those songs are, like, four or five years old. Really? Like, like, like you, you know what it is? We started probably around, um, let me think. Yeah, probably around 2018 we started them. And then it was, like, during that period or, yeah, 2017 maybe, 17, 18. We did, like, three songs right away. And then that was early. That was like right before Griselda got the Shady deal, like around that time. Oh, wow. And so it's like they were on the rise. So Darringer was extremely busy when all that was going on. We were filming for TV. So I'd be gone for six months. They'd be gone for six months. So we didn't really get in the lab that much. And then whenever we got a chance, we just knock out like another song, another two songs. And that's why I think the album came out so well, because you know, unintentionally, we really, really took our time. And like, even when I sat on beats, I had a minute to write to them. You know what I mean? It wasn't a rush process and and it just worked out, you know? When he hit you with the beat for like broken rubber bands, did you say, oh my God, like you lose yeah. your shit. Like you knew like this is going to be something special. That was actually one of the first ones. I think that that's kind of like what made us want to do an album. Like that was, that was the, I think the first three we did was, um, Chicken Chinese, Broken Rubber Bands, and um, 
Shit, I don't even remember at this point. I don't want to misquote it, but um, we, we started with three. And like I said, then we didn't do the next three for around a year. Mm-hmm. Then we got back in more frequently, took time off. But yeah, I mean, Broken Rubber Bands, that's, that, that's my kind of beat. That's like if I, if I was sure. a producer, I'd produce a whole album of those, you know? Speaking of beats, the best track for me, and you guys finally brought back some BPM speed to the uh, to the music world. Trigger Point Therapy, man. Holy yeah. shit. That shit Love is that. Me- so hot. Nah, I love it. That's probably one of my favorite joints too. And, and, and it's crazy because if you go through my discography or my catalog, like I've always rhymed at that BPM. I like that BPM. Like I, I could slow it down too, but that's almost like ideal. A lot of my early work, like that's like the vein that it's in. Yeah, and a lot of times we're kind of like pigeonholed with producers, so you know you really don't get the choice. But I'm so happy that you guys decided to you know bring a little of that tempo back. It, it's it's missed for sure. Yeah. You know what it is, man? And I, I'm, I'm not trying to talk shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a very humble guy, but like that's a rapper's BPM. That's like you got a rap rap on that BPM. And even though there's a lot of good stuff coming out and a lot of great artists, a lot of them can't hang with that tempo. You know what I mean? You got to rap for real to do this. So in my opinion, that's why it's not as popular because it's just harder to do. It's a skills tempo for sure. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that jumps out to me almost – uh, pretty much every every album or EP that you do, the song titles. How tell us about how you come up with these song titles, man? I mean, it's your, honestly, I just um, I actually got a note in my phone that says song titles, and anytime I come across something special or that pops out, I write it down. Like I have endless song titles, you know. Um, the majority of my album titles actually came from my song titles notes. Like sometimes there's a song title so great it becomes an album title, you know? So mm-hmm. I just, I just keep them, keep them, you know, in the stash. Cause I know I'm going to keep working. So, so airplane mode happened when you were on a plane, I take it. Um, no, nah, probably not. Probably just talking about life or how I'm never here. Now airplane mode. I probably wrote that. I probably put my phone on airplane mode. Cause I don't feel like talking to anyone for three days. <laughs> That's probably where that came from. But, um, Yes. So the mad travel game, is that a result of shows, recording songs, or I just like to travel and I want to go go around the world or a mixture of all of those? What is it? Yeah, a combination of all of it, to be honest. Like I, I like to travel. I've always traveled, you know, prior to music. And then it's like music just gave me a chance to see more things. And it's like even when I travel, like let's say there's a, a couple places I see for the first time on tour or filming. I fall in love with them, and then I double back when I have some off time. So, like, I just like to be on the move, you know? Mm-hmm. Real quick, man. Um, the way that albums used to be, there was always a formula that we all kind of loved. And, and you definitely have a, an appreciation for, you know, the golden era and things of that nature. But why do DJs not have a place in any of the cuts and scratches, like for the hooks? Do you feel like that's something you would want to interject because it's mostly just people doing the hooks, you know, you which, which, which sounds almost like a, uh, you know, part of the rhyme. But, you know, it's just something I feel is lacking. I, I, I'm going to tell you this, and, and this is this is my honest opinion. I can't speak from anyone else's perspective. I actually love DJs doing cuts. I love DJs doing scratches on records. And again, if you go through my catalog, my discography, you'll hear a fair amount of that. But I'm at the point where... When I do that again, and I say when, because I definitely will, 
I kind of wanted to be out the box. I kind of wanted to be maybe on a, a beat or a track you wouldn't expect me to rap on, that you'll hear that, because it's almost become like an underground textbook standard. Heavy drums, boom bap, scratch chorus. Like, I don't want it to be a blueprint. I like to think outside the box. So as much as I love scratching, it'll probably be on a less hip hop or boom bap type of track. Cause I, I like to mix things that you don't expect. That it's too sense. predictable. Yeah. In my opinion, it's predictable. I love yeah. it, but it's predictable. All, all your albums have something different to them. And I, I, and I think I told you when I listened to uh, Black Vladimir, I thought it was uh, your finest lyrical work. Like it felt cohesive. You know, I, I still am a sucker for Silk Pyramids and, and all that good stuff. But this album seemed like you in like a really comfortable space. You know, like you, you seem not like you before you weren't comfortable, but it seemed like you were really content on this album making the music that you made and i know it took you know a few years to make but it seemed like maybe is that because derringer and you have such a good rapport yeah no nah, me and derringer we, we have a great rapport now but honestly at the beginning of the album we were just getting to know each other you know what i mean we we, we just met like now that's that's my man like that's you know one of those, one of my closest friends like we kick it and chop it up laugh all the time but um now nah, i think it's just where i'm at at life and, and where i'm at musically like like I feel comfortable in general. I feel like, you know, there's always room for growth and I will keep growing. But like, you kind of like, if you do something for as many years as I've done it so far, you're supposed to get better. You're supposed to get more comfortable. So I'm glad that that was reflected, you know, in, in the latest work. And just, like I said, I'm just in a good space in general. So I, I guess that translates in the music. You know, for a lot of people that were watching you or discovered you maybe on Vice, you know, you, you have this, you have a crazy like YouTube series. I think one was Fridge Diving, which is pretty, pretty entertaining. And then you have Flavor in Your Ear, right? That's uh, you, you're yeah, doing well, I'm that only as well. Cooking from, yeah, Flavor in Your Ear, I'm only cooking things from song lyrics. Yeah, like and, the, the Rick Ross, like what was it, Lobster Bisque or something? Lobster that Bisque was, the bitches, <laughs> man. Hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> So, I mean, aside from being this MC, you've also taken on this this persona like I would love to see you on the Food Network, you know, because you have such a charisma and um, you have such an appreciation for food that it, it, it comes through in the video, which in song, it you know, as much as I love Ghost, having a visual to go with, you know, your your, your lyrics makes a huge difference so i'd love to see you do more of that uh and maybe even on a bigger stage because you certainly have the the uh, personality for it i shot pilots for various things and um basically i just keep doing um like anything in my career i just keep on um, working with whatever resources i have and just see where it goes like at the end of the day like i'm loving the youtube thing i'm having fun with it i've, I've been on television before and who knows? Somebody could stumble on it tomorrow. It could reach somewhere else. Someone could pick a pilot up. But either way, I'm gonna just keep mastering my craft, like in the kitchen and in the lab, and just yo, know, just have fun with it, man. Like I said, I'm 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 chilling. You're like the Snoop of the uh, of the food game, you know. It's just like it's just gonna take one episode that's just gonna break out and have have it happen. But speaking of food, man, what got you into the food game? I I, I feel like. They were probably looking for you in, in in high school, and you were like in home economics class, figuring out cooking techniques and shit like that. You know, skipping classes. Yeah. that's a fact. Well, 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 junior high school, high school. I don't know. I didn't really even go to high school too much, man. I I was in and out. I dis I, I disappeared. I, I was busy writing on things on on the subways and 
I don't know, walking around Canal Street for no reason and hanging out <laughs> on rooftops. Who knows what I was doing in high school? But, but yeah, nah, just, just um, the fact that I love to eat is the reason why I learned how to cook. You know, you love to eat. You don't want to have to wait to be fed. So that's really, and to simplify it, that's what happened. I'm someone who enjoyed, I was a food connoisseur. And then just as life went on and um, traveling and luckily growing up in Queens, you know, I grew up around all kinds of different ethnicities. My, my, my palate was probably broader than the average human being just literally based on growing up literally indian people filipino jamaican israeli haitian dominican like i I literally like it was like the united nations so i just love food from around the world before i even left the borough so just that and having the opportunity to travel via music television life etc just uh, i'm where i'm at now with it you know we always say when you come down to south florida you and I are going to go head to head battle in the in the uh, kitchen because it's that's going it, to be a great day. It, it's my it's my love and 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 here's the funny thing, DJing producing for so long, it, it's it's lost its luster a little bit for me, you know. And when it comes to food, it's my new production. It allows me to, to see things differently, plating all that shit. It means so much. You want to share those things with people who are like-minded, the same way that an MC wants to kind of vibe out with a producer. So when you come down yeah. here, you got to get into the into the house. We're gonna kind He's of down do here all the time. Honestly, He's down here. I'm there so much. I'm there more than I'm in New York. Yeah. So and we're you know, in South Florida. we're in Boca Raton, so we're kind of mixed okay. in between Palm Beach and and, and Broward. Yeah, you know, you know what I love on that side, like like. First, Motoranos is one of my favorite places in yeah, the world. Yeah, come on, you know, absolutely. Like, Motoranos, then, um, damn, what's the other place over there? Um, Greek Islands, around the corner from it, the Greek, Greek spot? Greek mm-hmm. Isles, Greek Isles. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, they're and fire. The, and they're redoing uh, Runway 84. They're going to be reopening soon with a whole I've never up. been there. I've never uh, been yeah. to Runway 84. Yeah, it's a, but, it's um, an experience. Mayhem was telling me he was going uh, someplace in Deerfield, um... Oh, shit. What's, what is that? Oh, was it the, 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 whale whale's ri- the whale's rib? Uh, no, the whale's rib? No, you stay away from yeah. that spot. No good. No bueno. That's just <laughs> like, that's just, that's that's two steps away from going into one of those jerk-off booths, man. The smell, uh, it's just not good. But, um... <laughs> I, I, let me tell you something. I, I, you know, I, I got lost and I wandered into there and I, I, I was satisfied, man. I, I hope it wasn't jerk-off booth cuisine I had, but well, that, I, I must have caught him on a good day. You no, they were they were on uh, that 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 yeah, show with the, the guy with the spiky hair, the yeah. Guy Fieri show. Yeah, yeah. They, they they had some good ribs. Well, I was gonna ask you because last time I spoke to you, you weren't even eating meat. Like you go through these waves where you don't even eat any kind of meat. So, are you eating you know red meat now? The only red meat I eat is lamb. Why? Because I just make my own rules. I haven't had beef or pork for a very long time, but I, I don't know. I probably ate twenty pounds of lamb in the last month. Mm. Love lamb. Why chops. lamb? You just like the way it tastes, or what? Because I like lamb. You know, it's just it, it, it's just the reason I gave up beef or pork was really because I didn't eat them that often, and they they weren't really that healthy anyway so i'm like if i could cut something out all the way that's not great for me regardless now i don't really crave why not do it but mm-hmm. lamb is like the red meat of choice like i mm-hmm. i love lamb i know that you've been everywhere all around the world i know you've you know you have your favorites new york chicago philly as far as uh you know spots but are you down with like the whole grant atkins thing that's in chicago whether it's alinea or next uh do you get into that kind of level of thing yeah i love things like that i actually want to go to alinea i haven't but when, when i'm in chicago like like 
My favorite place in Chicago thus far is the Purple Pig. Right. Ironically, even yeah. though I don't eat pork, yeah, the yeah. Purple Pig is so fire, and you know they're octopus, and they have one of the best turkey legs I ever had. Yeah, now Alinea is a, is an experience, man. They actually sell it know. like a concert ticket, you know. So you and you they to, should. It's it's phenomenal. It's definitely worth going, but more importantly, it's worth going to this drinking spot called the Aviary, which is connected to Next, which is. Uh, Grant Atkins' other restaurant, but the Aviary is one of the greatest underground bars you'll ever see. It's all gastro pub, and they basically give you flights. So it's like three or four flights of drinks, and they were the first to kind of do all the crazy, you know, uh, vessels that they're in and the dry ice, and they really come over, and it's it's an experience, man. So definitely try that. But Alinea is 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 worth the hype for sure. Ma'am, if you want a, a turkey leg, just go to fucking Epcot. You know, the biggest <laughs> turkey leg you can imagine there. You can't fuck that up. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a whole different kind of turkey leg. That's probably yeah. my second favorite turkey leg after Purple Pig. Let me let me ask you this. We were having this discussion before we uh, before you jumped on. I know this is kind of left field, but off the top of your head, can you rattle off your favorite cereals of all time? Yeah, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I'm, I was never really a big cereal person. I give what? you my favorites, but yo, I'm, I'm not. How about this? I'm not even really a breakfast food person. Like I like, I want Indian food for breakfast. I want to wake up and have chana masala and chicken korma, man. I wanna, <laughs> like I, I want to get right to it. I want to have like a full swordfish for like swordfish kebab for breakfast or mm. a half roasted chicken, man, like a Peruvian roasted chicken. But if if I was subjected to cereal, I'd probably take oatmeal with oat milk and an alarming amount of 100% real maple syrup as number one. If After that, I'd probably go Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran Crunch, actually. Raisin Bran Crunch is fire. Oh, is it, it is. And um, I don't know. I don't even care about cereal after that. Really? Like, so you never, like, grew up on Captain Crunch or, like, you know? Yeah, uh, you know what? I liked Captain Crunch as a kid, but now it's just too sweet. Like, I don't like Captain Crunch. I don't like honeycomb. I, too, mu- too much sugar. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I like, man. Um, really, really, raisin bread crunch. All right, let's let go. Keeping it somewhat healthy. What about kicks? Do you remember kicks? Yeah, it wasn't wild about it. Neither was I. Yeah, that's, that's just kind of boring. That's some basic bitch shit. It's bland. Rice, yeah. rice krispies. I didn't like cornflakes. Like I don't, I don't know. Like wow, so you, you, didn't, you didn't grow. I mean, your palate has completely changed. I mean, you have a, a nah, very... but even as a kid, e- e- even texture wise, like I didn't like anything cold and soggy. Like I could do hot and soggy, but like if the cereal, if I didn't eat it in 10 seconds, I didn't even want it. I didn't kicks, Cocoa Puffs to be soggy. All right, nah, chill. I'm getting flashed. It's always, I like it. <laughs> it's always better when it's warm and soggy, right? Oh, always. But you know, you always needed a, you needed a dope cartoon to go with your, with your, with your cereal. So if you didn't have one at the time or, you know, it was secondary. Even if you did, like this cartoons I like, but Lucky Charms is trash. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. but there is no way yeah. watching Speed Racer or some other shit that I grew up with that I wasn't throwing down a little crunch berry or, uh, you know, even mm. those, uh, the peanut butter joints of the Captain Crunch were good too. This fucking guy watching Speed Racer, he's Captain a 75 year old. Jesus. Caveman. <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, all right. I got, I got, a, I got a left field question here, Mayhem. With all the traveling that, that, that you've done over the years, we've all done it. We've all grabbed the Sky Mall magazine out of the back of the fucking 
airplane <laughs> chair. You flip through it. You see all the weird shit, like the inflatable pillow that you stick on the fucking uh, airplane tray, and you see that fucking guy sleeping with his head down. What's the most bugged out shit you've ever bought from a Sky Mall? <laughs> oh, man. Well, honestly, n- nothing. I'm going to tell you what's bugged out. It's a normal item, but it's bugged out that I forgot it this many times and repeatedly bought it. I literally, I probably have 40 pair of headphones in my house because every time I take a flight, I forget to grab them. And you can't use Bluetooth. You can't use Bluetooth on the airplane, right? So you got to get the wired headphones, right? Yep. So I just keep buying them and buying them and buying them. Like, just, it's crazy. I should give them away for Halloween. If I'm home when people trick or treat them, (laughs) just give them headphones. Got a best All right. All right. Top, top five Halloween candies. Uh, I like candy corn. A lot of people try to front on it. I've even seen memes. I saw a meme recently saying, "Who actually likes these?" Like, I actually like those. Those are fun. It's it's good if it's good if you treat it as a seasonal treat. Like, you can't be eating candy corn year round. Yeah, you can't be be grabbing a bag of candy corn in April. There is no bag of candy corn. It was always (laughs) wrapped up with a twisty, like it was a dime bag. It was like a bag. Worst. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You don't like the elephant peanuts, those pink joints, do you? Nah, I don't. I don't. I'll uh, tell you right now: candy corn, Kit Kat, um, Kit Kat, almond yeah. joys, Butterfingers, and Reese's Pieces. Bomb. All right, all right. That's a good list. That's a good, good list. list. Let's get back to the music a little bit. Speaking of like a nice <laughs> list, you know, we got a, si- a little detour. Yeah, a little sidetrack there. But hey, man, it, conflict resolution. That beat is so mean. I just feel like. I don't know. That's why the title was someone that. wants That's why the song. Yeah, someone, went in that someone's getting hurt. Yeah, I don't want to hurt anybody, but you know that I couldn't really rap about holding hands and picking apples on that beat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's... That, that's why the title was conflict resolution. Like, you know, it was just like, hey. Stay fly like bullets propel the enemy lines When infiltrating enemy minds, I move cautious Jewels flawless, the ones I picked up on the corners Unzipped and reveal shines, they all on us It's traditional, brown paper bags, black biscuits The LS460F sport, that's on my wish list What I'ma get list, I make sales and make it Christmas Versace dishes, covered with white rocks and razors Would you have to say that's kind of in your top uh, two or three on that album? You know what? I'm gonna keep it real. It it wasn't until this run that I've been doing. Yeah. And the crowd response made me love it even more. Yeah, there's something I always about liked it. it. So so crowd response is it, it's one of the top um ones in terms of feedback from the audience. But like if I was to pick my top now I'm not even gonna do it because I love them more. I was gonna tell you probably broken rubber bands, black pino and trigger point, but I don't know. I love them all. The whole project is, you know, I'm very happy with it. And I'm glad the world seems to be also. Yeah. Uh, the, my, my third is Top Grain Leather. So those three, the trigger point, Top Grain, top grain and, and and Conflict Resolution. So this album. Lavish Vision is, Lavish Vision is crazy, too. That goes off crazy at the shows also. Those drums are yeah. insane. So let the listeners know, you know, do you have some upcoming shows? Where, where can they find you since you're always on the road? I mean... You're, yeah, you're, not always. I actually was in the house for, well, not in the house, because I'm never in the house. I was not on tour for around two years, man. COVID, COVID, I really chilled. I didn't do any shows. Literally, in the last, prior to these dates that I just did, I just did, like, I don't know, 12, 14 dates with action. Prior to that, in the last, like, two and a half years, I think I did two shows, one in Philly and one in Boston. But, um, I mean, 
I'm gonna do a run soon. There's a few things getting built in Europe. There's a Euro run and a, and a stage run for Black Vladimir, like an official tour. So, you know, we'll figure that out. Probably top of the, of next year, to be honest. I don't think I'm going out again. I might do a few spot dates this year, but I don't think I'm gonna do a full tour till next year. The title, Black Vladimir. So some people are like, is it Putin? Is it Vladimir Guerrero? Tell us what when you decided to name this album Black Vladimir, why? I decided to name it way before everyone hated Vladimir Putin or even cared or knew who he was. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, it has nothing to do with him. But um, basically, I was telling um a story. <laughs> the title's actually funny. I was telling um Alchemist a story, and I was just like, it wasn't just Alchemist, but he's the one who just couldn't let the name go. So um, I was telling a bunch of the homies, like, yeah, you know, um, and I told, I was t- telling so-and-so my name is Vladimir, and I'm, I'm an architect from New Jersey. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was just an alias at a certain place at a certain time. And they're like, you said your name was Vladimir, and you're an architect from New Jersey? I'm like, yeah, you need to know anything about me. Like, that's who I was. And then it was just like, Black Vladimir. Like, they couldn't let it go. And then, like, <laughs> it, it kind of just stuck. That's the title. This is kind of a Costanza moment here. You know the way I work. I'm like a commercial jingle. First, it's a little irritating. Then you hear it a few times. You're humming it in the shower. By the third date, it's Costanza. Yeah, yeah. All them, like, exactly. Black yeah, 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 for sure. 100%. That's probably where I got it from subconsciously. That's fucking great. What are you listening yeah. to right now? What are you enjoying? Um, damn, what do I've been listening to them. Um... You know, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was going to lie to you guys, but all I listened to, <laughs> all I listened to was Hell on Earth and the War Report on repeat for, like, 20-something yeah. years, man. Like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. same shit. Every now and then something new comes out, and I like it. There's been a couple good joints. I like I like the um the Black Thor Danger Mouse joint is fire. So good. Uh, yeah, right. So good. Your boy um, Cormega dropped a, an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Realness 2 a lot, matter of fact. The Realness 2 is fire. Um. I listen, I've been listening to that. That's actually the last new project that I checked out. And, like, yeah, I really know, man. Mega Mega doesn't let down, man. Mega's been holding it down for for forever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always happy when he drops. And I'm also glad that the album lived up to the realness. Because, you know, just calling it the realness, too, with the realness being one of everybody's favorites, it's like, oh, damn, you really going to do the realness, too? And, and he, he did, man. And I appreciate it. I'm just glad Mega's still here and he's a very very important part of the culture you know so you're saying mm-hmm. on a sunday you're not bumping yacht rock <laughs> i mean yacht rock is fire you know christopher a, cross a, I'm like damn i gotta sample christopher cross I'll fuck with that on a sunday i'm probably listening beach. to apostles warning for the 15th time <laughs> wow. you know? that's sunday music no it's got that church vibe to it. I love that you stay dedicated to that. Like that is your. Um, you, you always talk about hell on earth. Like that album to you is probably the reason why you rap, right? I mean, that album had to be one of the most, if not the most, influential albums that uh, that you had. Like growing up, am I right? Yeah, I mean, no, they, they, they were a lot, man. I'm gonna keep it real. They were a lot, but like, I want to say like. Definitely Hell on Earth, The War Report, It Was Written, Wu-Tang Forever, Firing Squad. Like, these are albums that created me, four, five, six. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, things like that. That's just my type of rap. That's the blueprint for what I'm fortunate enough to be able to do. You know what I mean? 
So we just got done doing a uh, 1994 tribute series. It was seven episodes long. And 1994 is pretty impactful for, for, for Jason and I because it was right during our you know high school years. I think you're a couple years younger than us. And you can tell by the albums you just rattled off. You're like a 95, 96 dude. Um, but, uh, obviously those, those, those 1994 albums, you've certainly listened to everything from like common resurrection. Yeah. Like resurrection, Resur- Yo, resurrection uh, is one of my favorite albums. All time. I was telling somebody the other day, cause I was actually getting into it with, uh, one of my friends, we we're going back and forth. Like basically how I just said, all I listened to was MOP, Mob Deep. Yeah. They're like, yo, you don't like anything else? I'm like, you bugging. Resurrection is one of my favorite albums ever. Don't tell me I don't listen to other kinds of rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. so yeah. You know what? I, I think it's kind of interesting because I'm sure a lot of people would never even thought that you would have listened to or liked Resurrection as much as you do. What are, off the top of your head, some albums you think some people would be surprised to know that you listen to or, or hold in high regard from anywhere in the 90s? doesn't matter. I don't know if they'd be surprised, but um, definitely Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop. Mm. Um, Step Into the Arena. Mm-hmm. Great Adventures of Slick Rick, Resurrection, the first Dead Prez album. Really, you, you, speaking of Dead Prez, you know, you know what I've been listening to a lot lately. You know what I had in rotation? What's the that? Soul in the Hole soundtrack. That might be my favorite soundtrack ever. Wow, Soul. yeah, there's yeah. A, what there's up? a lot of bangers on there, bro. A lot of bangers. The Sauce Money joint, High Expectations joint, Diesel. Uh, high, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, like that. That was a fire soundtrack. Um, what else would you not think that I? I listen to the last Mr. Biggs a lot. People probably wouldn't expect that. That's one of my favorite Southern artists. Rest in peace. The last Mr. Biggs. Interesting. Are you up, now, are you up on him? No, but let me ask you this. Are you up on UGK? Is that why you titled it Riding Dirty? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love UGK. That's not necessarily why I did, but yeah, I mean, Riding Dirty is one of my favorite albums. You know what's crazy? I, when I was younger, right, I didn't listen to a, a lot of South music. Like I, I liked Outkast. But that was kind of like self for me. But then my brother and Action loved Riding Dirty. And they kind of made me fall in love with like UGK and like their whole essence and everything that they do. Like they, they put me on. They kind of forced it on me at the time. But now it's like part of my DNA, you know? See, that, to, to me, that's interesting because you guys are from Queens. So to be up on a group from, from, you know, Port Arthur, Texas, like, you know, Bun and Pimp C, that's that's interesting because you don't really hear that kind of music driving around Queens, you know, UGK. Yeah. So, see the thing I love about my brother and Action, and like you can hear it in in their music, is that they listen to a lot of things. They're more open to to, to things than me, and like I love that having them around because they put me on. Like, there's a lot of things I love to this day that I probably wouldn't even pay attention to if they weren't playing it. So, you know. Uh, Kev has a beats by the pound tattoo on his uh, on his Shit. arm. As he should. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I was always curious. So you you know you you, you talk about action, obviously, and and um, <clears throat> Alchemist. You do a lot of work with them. You do a lot of work with uh, with with the whole Griselda crew, and you know, obviously, working with Derringer and Ford and Mugs. So I always notice when when you guys all get together and and do your videos you're all kind of like hanging out and shit and do you find yourselves kind of getting together with these guys just to kick it and like watch a football game or you know go to the bar shoot some pool like or or, or is it always music related when when you guys get together because it looks like you got you all got like a really tight 
like friendship. Obviously, you work with Action and um, uh, Alchemist a lot on on the fuck that's delicious and all that other stuff. But you know, how how often are you guys just getting together and kicking it just for shits and giggles? You know. I mean, nah. You you know what? It's always like like it's always both. Like at this point in life, it's just become a merged situation where it's like work fun integrated mm-hmm. like when i was younger like it's crazy like i remember my father would always tell me like yeah this might be your best friend this might be your favorite person but when you get older the people you spend the most time with are going to be the ones you make money with right right and just luckily i got a great job so you know what i mean i get to hang out with my friends and it's not like an office situation and having a beer after work it's like hitting yep. the studio touring the world and then in between going to restaurants going to spots and having a good time you know it just so, it just happens organically right yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you know we go months without seeing each other also it's not like people think we're always together like i'll run into somebody and they'll be like hey where's action and i'll be like i don't know probably with his kids living his life like yeah he's not always <laughs> yeah. with me but, but i mean when we link it's just always a good time it's never just work and it's you know I wish yeah. it's never just fun either. Like e- even if it's fun, like like even if like let's say I was to call, like be like, yo, I'm in LA, which I'm gonna do tomorrow, cause I'm I'm on the West Coast. If I'm I hit up Mugs, I hit mm-hmm. up Al, I hit up whoever else, and I'm like, yo, let's go, let's go have a a meal. By the end of that meal, we're gonna come up with an idea for right. a project or a single or a filming something or a clothing design. Like like so, even if it's fun, when 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 like-minded individuals are together, it's gonna turn into some type of business. Yep. Quick question: Why does Al seem to be the one that gets picked on in every scene? Because he's the greatest. We can't just let him <laughs> be the greatest producer and and you know just let him hold his head high. We got to remind him: just because you make better beats than everybody, man, doesn't mean we can't shake you up a little bit. Like nah, that's, that's that's my bro. We don't really pick on him. You you know, you know what it is? It's like editing. We're all friends. It's, it, it's family, and it's like. Yeah, it's editing and it's fun. Like we all crack jokes on each other. Like obviously, you see the last, jo- the the least jokes about action because it's his show and he get the final right. say. But we talk shit to everybody, and they just edited it in that way, man. It's all love. We all love each other. The cool thing is Al's kind of come out of his shell a bit, and he's actually drinking better wines, and he doesn't have that bland taste bud thing anymore. You know what I mean? I'm gonna keep it real. Like he wasn't even like that. For, it was all it was it was editing. Like yeah, I we gotcha. like things more than more than him. But then when you realize like, oh, we got to play here. We everyone has a role. Like actions. You know, he used to work in the kitchen. Oh, mayhem like seafood. Oh, Al's the guy who doesn't like everything. And you know, body's just body. You know what I'm saying? Body's a special human. He didn't need to come up with a role for him. He's he's just him. He ki- he kicks Bobo to women like nobody. It's so funny to watch. Look at you looking amazing. Thank you. Looking like a young Tina Turner. Oh, well, that was a lovely compliment. Hola, Estrella. Ah, Rubia. Wow. Don't start the fire you can't put out, boo. Nah, man, Body's a genius, man. Shout out my man, Body, you know? There, you know, I don't know if there is some scripted stuff that takes place on that show, but I have to think. No, never. I was going to say there is never a script with Body. He is strictly off the cuff 24-7, 365. Yeah, no, there's not like nothing there is scripted ever. Like, you know, never. Like maybe every now and then, like someone behind the camera might throw out a question or like cause some conversation, but. It's never like, oh, say this or respond like this or ask this person that. Like, it's all just us kicking it. And I think that's why people love the show, because you could tell it's authentic. Where did you guys have 
the best meal you've ever had? Where, what country or city were you in? Man, that's just one of those questions. It's like, I've had so many good meals, man. I can't even start to tell you one. I can't even give you a top hundred, man. We, we, Eat good and continue to eat good. Like just... he was at the he was at the Wells Rib in Deerfield Beach. <laughs> yeah, that was number hundred and one. Yeah, I think so. What was the strangest place that you were surprised was good? I don't know. To keep it real, we always expected it to be good. Like the show was called "Fuck That's Delicious" because. It wasn't Fear Factor, you know. It's not like we were yeah, eating yeah. crazy things. Like, but you, I mean, you've never been to like Butte, Montana, or anything like that. Nah, but I, yo, know, I'm at the point where I literally expect everywhere to have something good. You just have to look for it, and the way I do that is like, yo, know, when I land somewhere, I hit when I hop in the cab or Uber, I ask the cab driver. You want to ask somebody from there that drives around, like, because they know two things. One, they know like quick, good cab driver cuisine. And two, they know where they drop people off a lot, like to the fire restaurant. So I've yeah. had cab drivers tell me like, mm-hmm. oh, I like to eat here, here, and here. This is good for whatever ethnicity they are. You get good ethnic cuisine here. And then they'll be like, and then there's this place over here. I dropped off 12 people last week, so it has to be good. You know, so cab drivers are the mm. keto, you know, finding the good food. That's a cheat code right there. That's All the right. nugget from the show right there. That's the nugget. Yeah. And the last food question, then we get off the food. Would you say... If you had to pick one of like, is it Mediterranean? Is it I think it's Mediterranean. Like, what is your go-to? Like your your comfort? Honestly, yo, this just said too lamb. Many, man. No, you yeah, had to pick no. one. You you said lamb, so I'm thinking Mediterranean. No, no, I said lamb in terms of red meat. That's just okay. not my. That's not my favorite thing in general. Well, I still actually prefer things that used to fly or swim. You know, mm. if it was once in the air or once underwater, that's my preference and what I want to eat. Mm. But um, I don't know, man. Like I love Jamaican food, I love Dominican food, I love Indian food. Um, Mediterranean definitely. Like I could go on. I love food, man. Shout out to food. Make some noise for food. Yes. <laughs> Japanese food. Oh man, I'm a young sushi snob. Sushi snob, man, for sure. Unfortunately, you cannot get uh, great sushi everywhere you go. Nah. Wait, wait, where's your favorite sushi spot in South Florida? So there's a lot of spots, but. Don't get caught up in like sexy fish in Miami. That's all nonsense. You'll get nah, bro. Completely you know, if taken. I'm in Miami, I'm, I'm either going to Uchi or I'm going to Makoto. Yeah, Makoto's amazing. And believe it or not, up in Palm Beach, if you go to like Bukan, some of the sushi he cranks out is top Mer- notch, man. Yeah, nah, I, I, I'll definitely try. Have you gone to Uchi? I haven't been there. No, I'm a fan. Like, like, like I originally had it in Texas, and um, I was hyped when I saw they opened one up in Wynwood, and um. I've been there a couple times. I mean, in the last year, I've probably been there five, six times. Have you Have you ever been to Bukhan up in Palm Beach? I haven't, but uh, you know, definitely next trip. That's Clay Conley. He is a Baird Award winner. No, he, I, I know who he is. I just haven't been there. Yeah, he's my favorite chef. I've had him at the house. I went to college with the guy. Totally okay. down to earth, but like one of the most creative and 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 amazing chefs I, I've kind of run across down Hungry here. Hungry as fuck. You yeah, guys eat this. I know. We're going to do a three-for-one special on the Toro. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and it's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all eclectic food, so it's not necessarily a sushi joint, but, you know, I'm making... Got you. He's got a sushi, sushi. restaurant. Well, he's got a sushi restaurant next door, and they're combined. And, like, okay, okay. I make him get, like, the seared tuna, and he brings it over with the seared foie gras and, like, the mango chutney on top. It is fucking bomb, man. I mean, crazy, crazy. 
this, this day when these two guys are cooking, Jesus. this is going to be an epic night. You guys are real, like me, I want some like six piece nuggets and sweet and sour sauce right now. You guys I'm saying, like, man, tomorrow night is Olive Garden night <laughs> yeah, for us. No doubt. No Mayhem, doubt. once I had these guys at the house and Kevin uh, Kevlar was like, yo, listen, I don't want to eat food that my food eats. No green, <laughs> no greens, nothing. He's like, just give me like meat. And I'm like, I, I, just, I just don't cook that way, you know? It's, it's Vegetation fun. is everything. Everything. Man. That's, that's always part of the plan you know do you ever have like a, a fuck it time where you're like i'm just gonna slum and go to like chilies or applebee's or olive like do you ever say all right if there's nothing in the area that you are at do you do you or you just say you know i'd rather just not eat at all like yeah like, honestly i'd rather like, like no disrespect to chilies or applebee's but like let's say that was the only option i probably just like go to cvs and buy some cashews or something like no shit. You're that you're that no go on it, huh? Yeah, oh, I mean on Chili's and Applebee's, not that I'm no go, I just don't have anything I love there. Like like, like there's certain places that could make me break. Like like maybe if there was a pizzeria uno, you know, I'd, I'd wild yeah. out and get a you know, but Hooters, I, 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 Hooters wings are cool on the go, you know what I mean? They Do, need to uh, take those slap socks off the girls though. It's not like eighty four anymore, man. Those slip socks <laughs> off the pools, that shit's beat, man. That shit's beat. When you're in a town and you want to like take in as much as possible, do you ever do bang bangs where you go from one restaurant yeah. to another? Well, it sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll do two dinners, like just because like you're in the same vicinity of like two great well, restaurants. I don't even know what one dinner is. <laughs> there we go. This is like modern day all you can eat video here. I was going to say next time you, you come down here, which probably is going to be the next few months, uh, we should definitely make an effort to have a, a, a cook-off between you and Dre in the kitchen and throw down because uh, – I'm, I'm more of like, let's just collaborate. I don't even like yeah, the battle. Yeah, exactly. Man. There's no battle. Let's just have fun. Uh, yeah, no, I don't mean to – you know, it'd be like, you know, he'll be your derringer but in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got you. Say no more. I'm with it. <laughs> so back to the music talk. When you, you know, as, you, as your career continues to move forward and you, you're creating more and more material, and as we all get a little bit older, are you a guy who is able to really stay motivated to write all the time and keep banging out, you know, writing lyrics and writing songs? Or are you a person that I need to be in the mood and I need a fucking break? And then when I'm in the mood, I'm really going to jam. What kind of what kind of songwriter are you? Yeah, I kind of, kind of like this, like the second, like, um, yeah, I get into zones, man. I'm a very, um, I don't know. I'm extremely focused or I don't know. I have like an addictive personality. Like when I'm into something, I'm on a thousand. And then when I'm not, I'm chilling. Like I'm, I might not write around for six months and then I might literally stay in the studio two months straight and do nothing else. You know what okay. I'm saying? I might not do any exercise or I literally do 600 push-ups a day and walk mm five six miles and then i'll just fall off and not work out for two months like i'm crazy i'll either save every penny i get or i'll blow everything like i'm a very extreme person <laughs> so i'm like that with music too like when i'm locked in when i'm in album mode it's like that's it you know what mm -hmm. i mean like mm -hmm. food too like i said like you say i go back and forth like i'll be vegetarian for a year and then then i'll run through a whole family of lamb like you know <laughs> yeah i think i think it takes like you got to be really inspired or it's just not happening man yeah, you well, know what I mean? You know, it's, it's only like 
sorry, I, I live a lot and I travel a lot and I do things and I'm just like involved in a lot and subjected to a lot, like all kind of things, like literally all walks of life, anything you could imagine. So it's like, there's just little pieces of that. And like, I take notes, I write lines, I jot situations. And then, then it's like, I call them my lifelines. Like I start to write. And then if I get stumped, I just have a million things to like pick it back up, you know? So mm. it's like, I'm taking notes, like, like I'm living or as I'm living life, I'm taking notes for the next album. Yeah, that's mm. cool. Jot down family of lambs. It sounds like a really good future song track. <laughs> Going in this trajectory here. So here's a funny thing. So let's do like a little roulette on someone that you've never worked with. And that is not a part of your camp. Who do you think that that would land on? I mean, who would I like it to land on? You, yeah, know, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, but you know, kind of like... Because I just left Vegas, and let me tell you something. You don't know what we met, <laughs> and I feel like they owe me some money, man. Yeah, you man. always have to play like two steps ahead. Like what you're spinning, people are betting like two steps ahead. Now, I'm yeah, just I mean, saying, just in general, just if there was someone that was outside of your typical camp, and you know, you can't bring up mugs, you can't bring up uh, yeah, Alchemist. Yeah. Love to work with Rizzo. Really? Mm. Being interesting. That'd be nice. That'd be a good I fit. Love, I love to work with Premier. You know, me and Premier have a good rapport. We, we're, we're definitely cool for a number of years, but we never did a record together. Um, yo, Easy Mo B, man. I always like Easy Mo B, man. He's, wow, that's yeah. a good one. I think you mentioned mm. him last time you were on the show. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy, yeah, he's the guy who, who never got enough accolades. It's kind of left field answer, too. Well, well, if you think about it, he did a lot of the Biggie album. He did the best Pac album. Uh, me against the world. I mean, he's he's been. Yeah, nah, he's the man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you know, you know who was L- yeah. LP. That's another person who's my man. You know, LP Company Flow Run the Jewels. Like, I love I love L's production. I always did. What was uh, that documentary he was just in recently, Easy Moby? And he was talking about how he would pick up Biggie and drive him around. Wasn't wasn't that? I think it was a rhythm roulette, something like that. Got it. I didn't, I didn't see that, but yeah, no, nah, he, he's a man. But yeah, I would say yeah, Riz Riz premiere. LP, Easy Mobile, like those those are some of my favorites, man. Yeah, we showcased uh Times is Rough with uh Primo on this uh episode and man, it's he he can do anything still. I mean guys I had a good night. I was actually in Miami and um I was just chilling and then someone was like, Yo, Premier's DJing around the corner and uh I, w- I was at like one of my homie spots and then I ended up going there and it was a Premier DJ said it was a it was a good night. It's kicking that's the last time I saw him. That was a small space too. Uh, I, Jay, where was that spot at? We were talking about. I think it was in. Was that yeah, Winwood? Yeah, it was in Winwood. Winwood, yeah. I forget, I forget what spot. Yeah, you yeah. always seem to be posting up at Winwood. Like that's 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 your like comfort zone. Nah, you know what it is? There's just I know like a lot of people who have like spots over there, and you know. Restaurant. Shout out to my man Sven. You know my man Sven has Koyo Taco, one eight hundred Lucky, and you know I'm just in that in that vicinity, man. You know my man my man Lex has made in DR. Like I just literally know a lot of people that have things over there. So you know I pull up on the people I know. You get into the graph scene at all? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, man. come on. Like I like, listen, man. That's a, he just said he didn't even go to high school. He was pretty much tagging. <laughs> and yeah, like, but you know, tagging, tagging to be, tagging to be like you know, you know, delinquent and tagging because you love that part of the culture. I mean, no, no, no. I've gone all city. That was an awful question. I've gone all city 
on numerous occasions. I love that. That's 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 an element that is sorely, sorely missed, man. Love the greats, whether it's seen Tats crew, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a it's an amazing art form. Dre's yeah. question is like, uh, do you uh, do you like emceeing? When do you get into? <laughs> nah, you know, yeah. have, like obviously now I'm not around as much, and uh, I don't really put in work like that. But like uh, at the moment, but I've I've done a thing or two, and I have a feeling before it's all said and done, I'm gonna you know do a couple laps around the city again, you know. Mm. So uh, mayhem, you like food? Let me let me ask yeah. you this before we wrap it up because you've given us plenty of your time. I know you're a huge low head. Like I get like you know that is like first and foremost for you. Where would you rank the the hockey fashion in hip hop among like you know the better of the fashions that you you know to come out the '90s? Is that uh, up I mean, there in, in the, like the top one, two, three? Well, not one. Let me, let me keep it real. There's certain low items and low pieces that I always like, that I always treasure, that I always possess. But right now, I'd rather rock most hockey jerseys than any low item right now. Like where really? I'm at with it right now, yeah. I'd rather come through with like a Fire Rangers jersey or an Oilers jersey than like 90% of low items because it's just like... Oilers. It's just overdone, oversaturated, and I love it. And then like a lot of things I thought were gone forever got retro, and it's such a... Such a tricky thing, man. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, like I, I, I love low, but it's it, it's not like my everyday go-to at this point. To be honest, I would Bring- love for hockey jerseys to make a return. I, I always yeah. thought the hockey jerseys in the '90s was such a cool fashion. Yeah, Smith and Wesson video. Yeah. Oh my! Oh, yeah, no, it was the. You know what's uh, crazy? I rocked that same. I rocked that same um, jersey in the overgold video with gun, except yeah. I had the red one. Blackhawks. Yep. Yeah, man, that's probably the best of all yeah. hockey jerseys and maybe the best sports logo of all time. It's up there. I'd like the old starter button downs to make a comeback real quick. <laughs> just, so I can, just so I can wear the my, my, my middle school wardrobe one more time. Hey, for real, anything starter. Anything starter would be tight. And uh, you know what? You know what else is dope? Um, I have a couple of these and, and they're highly underrated and they're very valued for, you know, those who know the champion football jerseys from the late 90s. Oh, yeah. 100%. If you can find a champion football jersey. Oh, should... those are the ones that have the little the champion logo right on, yeah. the, on the neck at the yep. tip of the neck. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them. I have two or three of them and I'm, I'm never letting them go. You still rocking that mock neck champion thing that you used to wear back in the day? Wait. Uh, no mock necks here, man. <laughs> I can't fuck with a mock neck. <laughs> mock neck. All right, Black Vladimir is in stores now. It's streaming everywhere. If you uh, if you haven't already copped it, go support Mayhem. Not just because he's a great dude, but because it's a great album. Uh, it's up right up there with uh, the Black Thought and Danger Mouse for me. It's one of the best albums of the year. He always puts out quality content consistently. And, uh, you know, go support the man. MayhemLoren.com is another spot you can go to. Yep. And I'm spe- speaking of that, I'm sorry to cut you off. Just Not- me, me, me and Darren, we made a special, um, you want to hear it first here. We did a special color of the vinyl that we didn't even post on the site. Mm. We brought them just for tour. And they were on the verge of selling out. But as you, we all know, sometimes the postal system could fail us. And the last four shows, we didn't have any vinyl, so we're gonna sell a special color that wasn't even ever supposed to hit the website. We're gonna put the leftovers up there, 
in a couple days. So if you didn't get a chance to get one, they didn't sold out. They, you might have a second chance to get a a unique color. You know, MayhemLoren.com. And are you going to be anywhere in the next two to three weeks where people can check you out? Like any city that you know you're going to for sure that you don't. Honestly, know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hidden somewhere finishing this Madlib album. And that's another one, Matt. We didn't even talk about this. Mm-hmm. Matt, right, well, so so give me the date, and you'll come back on the show then. But like, when do you think this Madlib album is going to come out? Next year. I, I don't know when, but next year, twenty three. First quarter, second quarter, the late, late 23. I, I can't call it because we, we're in the middle of wrapping it up right now. And to be honest, we have so much work done. We are trying to break it down into volumes. We're going to do some EPs, a full LP. We got a lot of work. Like I have probably like 20-something songs done with the men that are wow. cheaper. So we're, we're, we're figuring it out. But definitely next year. Your next know, five years are basically set up. You got Mad Lib. You probably got about 6,000 tracks with mugs. I do. So, you know, that's crazy to know that you're kind of set in stone. And that, that's that. I'm jumping back in with Buck, jumping back in with Fraud. Me and Darren are doing Vladimir too. The game doesn't stop, man. We outside with that. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, thank you again for this is the fourth time. And, and I will, will, it'll be number five when you drop that album with Mad Lib. But, um, let, you know what? Let's do it sooner. Next time, I know we always talk, say this, but next time you come to Florida, let's yeah, connect real love. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, and, and we'll go to Drake's you know so, place. Yeah. I'm actually co- I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of co-curating a big event for our Basil. Okay. So, so um, yeah, pull up. Maybe, maybe then we'll connect. Let's do it, man. For sure. Absolutely. Pleasure for real. Yo. You're listening to Take It Personal with Mayhem Black, Vladimir Loren. We in the building with Kevlar, Aaron, DJ360, and Philip Flavor. Let's go! Mayhem, don't forget, Family of Lambs. That's the title of a track on your album. <laughs> Family you, of Lambs. Watch that shit show up, man. Well, wait a Watch second. Show up. Wasn't there a slaughtered lamb in the West Village? You don't need slaughtered in the title. Just family of lambs. It works. It's got a nice touch. Make it seem like a nice touch. Then I'm just on the yeah, and then you slaughter them in the fucking song. What a a butcher's apron on. (laughs) Nice. Now now it just became the album title. Family of lamb chops. Family of lambs. And there's the cover. Well, I mean, did you have a a song called like Chianti? Like, I mean, you could really go go someplace with this with like Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. No. I can't, man. Action came in the game with Dr. Yeah. Lecter. That's, yeah, that's I know, his I know, realm. I know. Oh, that's yeah. his realm. Right. He owns right. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. But Family of Lambs, when you do drop that, Kev is going to be smiling from ear to ear knowing that he gave you that assist. <laughs> he's got two He's got two uh, moments, that and he was in the Red Man source uh, asking uh, the rap band yeah. a question. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Yo, thanks again. And uh, be in touch. And let me know when you get the book, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I just haven't been on that side of town. But, again, thank you. I appreciate you. And All I'll good. Catch up with everybody later, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Peace, man. See you, brother. Peace, man. Peace. Peace.